0: Hello, and welcome back to A Voice for the Kids, Child USA's internationally ranked podcast covering all aspects of child protection. I'm Professor Marcy Hamilton, CEO and founder of Child USA. Today, we have another newsreel episode where I'm joined by members of our team to discuss the unique ways that they are fighting for the civil rights of children at Child USA. Joining me today is Kareem Sharif, Karim is a current student finishing a master's in social work and a master's in social policy at the University of Pennsylvania. He's been interning this year with us at Child USA, merging his passion for social justice with Child USA's mission to prevent child sex abuse and neglect. When he's not working toward an equitable future, he's tinkering with musical devices, begging his four cats to stop knocking things over. Or biking around Philly. As always, we encourage all of our listeners to visit the Hamilton Library at ChildUSA.org/library. The Hamilton Library is a free and open online resource curated by experts in child sex abuse for survivors, parents, advocates, lawmakers, teachers, coaches, and anyone invested in the well-being of children and the prevention of child sex abuse. Hi, Kareem.
1: Hi Marcy, how you doing?
0: Great, great. I'm so glad you're joining us today. Uh, It has been so great having you with Child USA this year.
1: Thank you, thank you. It's great to be here. It's been an amazing year so far.
0: Well, you you really, um, having someone who can make the judgments of someone with an MSW, that's a big deal in this kind of an organization because we're all think tank, all research all the time, but we have a fair amount of interface with survivors. So, um, so what did you discover, um, either about yourself or Child USA, as you were working with the folks that come to us this year?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Actually, I, I feel like something that became quickly apparent is actually something you just pointed out, which is that the organization works, I think, far more with survivors than you might think with a normal think tank, right? Usually, the think tanks are kind of ten steps removed not necessarily interacting with their constituents, but Child USA, they're at every level. They're involved at every level of the organization. And that's something that's really rare. But like you're saying that that requires just such a different level of engagement with those folks to make sure that not only are they being heard and their voices are being centered, but really that we're doing it in a way that makes sense, both politically, as well as in terms of the research we're doing, it, 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 it falls into every step of the design. And that's both something that's been really wonderful to kind of get acquainted with, but also something that I think is so unique and so fascinating about this organization.
0: Um, so I, thank you. I, that really um, actually makes me feel very, really good. Um, so, you know, you clearly are someone who is devoted to social justice. And I'm going to guess this comes from uh, early in your life, but what is it that motivated you
1: to do what you're doing now? Oh man. Um, I guess you know you're right to guess that it started early in life. I went to a very non-traditional high school that had a very social justice-oriented curriculum. And at a certain level, that was something that really got me engaged with the material. And then I kind of just continued that through all of undergrad getting out of undergrad and going into the workforce i was working in music and that kind of thing and i really loved it because i love music but the thing that i really felt like was missing so much of the time was that more human component was connecting with people and making something happen that felt meaningful beyond that single moment right you record a song with someone sure but You make a change in someone's life, you get involved with a movement that actually can make a difference in people's lives, you see legislation or community empowerment, and that's just a different feeling. And so that was like in my year and a half outside of that, that was the thing that was missing every day. And when the pandemic hit, I actually was just looking at grad programs and decided to come to Penn. Um, From there, I spent my first year working at Kensington High School here in Philly as a counselor. And that kind of Narrowed me in and got my focus interested in education as well as like children's rights and kind of just seeing how within the education system, so often kids are left behind. So, getting involved in Kensington High School really showed me a lot about where kids fall within the education system and kind of getting invested in that and seeing, you know, the thing I learned or not learned, the thing I really was reminded that year was that kids are smart, kids are geniuses, they know the lay of the land, they see like how the cards fall, and they know when they're being left behind. And that was something that to me felt like a systemic failure because at that school, you had incredible teachers, you had an incredible staff of people working day and night to support these kids without infrastructural support. And so that was kind of where I wound up getting really into policy. One thing led to another, and I wound up a Child USA.
0: Well, and we're the winners. So... (laughs) So, uh, so tell me, um, tell us about a little bit about the MSW program you've been in, and how it led to you working with Child USA this year.
1: Yeah, so Child USA is one of the internships that's offered in the MSW program I'm in, and what's interesting is that when I was looking down the list of places to intern for my second year, it was one that had apparently no applicants and i felt like that had to be a fluke and i felt like i was somehow sneaking in like almost like getting rid of a list and putting my name at the top or something because i was like no this has to be competitive there's no way that i'm the only person applying so far um and lo and behold i got in and i got to meet with jill and just never never looked back but The program itself, uh, the one I'm in is a two-year program for a master's in social work, and my specific track is actually what they call macro social work instead of clinical practice. So it's very oriented towards nonprofits, towards policy and legislation, and kind of looking more at like the organizational level for community empowerment instead of on the person-to-person basis. And Penn's program is not the only one to offer that in the nation, but it's definitely I would say it's the one that offers the most refined version of that because a lot of programs don't offer something like Child USA. Um, And of course there's only one Child USA, but they don't really offer that kind of nonprofit exposure.
0: You know, that was the very first year um, that we put our names in. And the reason was is that I was increasingly frustrated with, um, you know, we had all these wonderful survivors coming and I felt that we needed an additional level of comfort for them um, beyond, I mean, we have such a great staff and all of them are trauma-informed and wonderful, but we needed someone with your expertise. And so it's just been just su- such a blessing. But you know, one of the things that we started this year and, and not in small part because you're here is um, working on uh, communicating survivor stories. Um, which we are now are lining up these stories they're amazing um, we are very fortunate to have them in the Hamilton library so could you talk to us about the experience of interviewing the these survivors and um, and what did they think about the process
1: yeah I, I mean I guess first of all you know it's such a it's a rarity I think in in the culture at large, to be able to do a project like this and really work with people to tell their stories in a way that is empowering, and that was something that I know was important to you and I know was important to the organization as well, was to make it so that these stories are, are for them instead of about them for us to then profit. And it's been such a beautiful process to really work with them and have the, be something where they get to put edits, they get to add things on and they get to talk about it um, I've had survivors talk to me about things that they've only told a therapist. I've had survivors talk to me about things that you know, happened 50 years ago that they're still processing. And that's something that I really personally value. I see that as a, as a really important connection that I don't take lightly. Um, and I think that that also speaks a lot to the trust they have in the organization And it speaks to the level of willingness they have to make this be something that's both for survivors, as well as part of a movement that will give survivors more resources and will give survivors justice, right? We see so much of, I think, policy ends up being about a theoretical person. It's something where we talk about, oh, you wanna help out the needy child. And that's important and ideally, especially when we're saying help needy children, they'll be like, of course. But I think there's something to be said for really connecting with people and humanizing the efforts that we're doing. And that's something that you can't do without really working with the people who are experiencing these things. Um, And so thats it's been humbling. It's been inspiring. And it's been one of, I think, the most important tasks I've ever been able to do in my life. I had a survivor at one point email me and say that the reading the story back at the end was one of the first things in a long time that brought them in their words closer to the light and that like as you can imagine I cried reading the email and then immediately kind of thought about what that meant in terms of a movement and giving that opportunity to different people to be able to find a chance to both do good in this sphere where we need these things to happen while also getting healing out of it.
0: It's really remarkable um, your ability, your rapport with the survivors. Um, wh- you know, what about what have you learned about um, your area of expertise and interest by coming to Child USA?
1: Oh man, a lot. It's funny you say that. I just on Friday was having. I just I kind of wound up in a rabbit hole after work and was talking. Um, with my girlfriend, Charlotte, about the fact that coming into this, I didn't realize how proximal policy was to lawyers and to legal practice. I knew that it was about the law, of course, but I didn't realize the level to which lawyers were kind of right alongside me in these fights. And I think seeing that has given me such a larger interest in not only law, but has kind of clarified where and when that's important and why working with the law is just as important as working with those stories, right? You have to have the human element, you have to have the logistical and technical elements, and then like you designed, you know, you need the law, you need the people and you need the research. And I think that prior to coming here, it was something that I, I definitely didn't have the right words for to kind of put forth as eloquently as Child USA does, but I think it's something that I, I, I wanted to see in this, in this field. I wanted to see that kind of merging of a political stance with the same people generating the numbers. And then those people working with the same people who at one point were the data and who, who feel it the hardest. And that's just, um, it's amazing to know that that's possible. And it's also definitely up the ante in terms of like what I should expect in terms of equality from any place else.
0: Uh, amen to that. Uh, You know, uh, know, one of the things I do worry about in this universe is that survivors are encouraged to tell their stories regardless, they're encouraged to go to the press, um, whether or not they have a legal recourse, whether or not they are they are armed with the support they need, um, both psychologically and otherwise. Um, And I I feel like we're, we're now guilting survivors into thinking they have to come forward and often it's empowering, sometimes it's problematic. And so, you know, it's, um, it's the, the burdens of the trauma. So um, So one of my dreams is that we'll have so many therapists out there that will be educated about not just survivors, but also the legal possibilities because they're so empowering um, but also that then they can be helpful throughout the legal process. Um, I'm sure you've been somewhat uh, surprised by how uh, rigorous or shall I say burdensome the legal system is for these survivors.
1: Yeah, it's been I mean that's kind of a crash course of its own variety that's been I would say as enlightening as it is disturbing. Um, but I think that that's such a, a testament to why communication like child USA's work is important because one of the core things and and certainly one of the cores of my own interests is legibility and you have to make something in the law be understandable to a person who is going to have to interact with that law or what's the use um, and that's been I think a crux of not only these survivor stories is having an opportunity, like, because in those, we have this opportunity to clarify legal practice in the same breath as we're clarifying mental health terms and mental health experiences and humanizing those things and connecting them. And you have that in the stories, but we also have that, I think, in a lot of the materials Child USA is putting out. It's just, it's been such a stark reminder of how slippery these systems are, right? it might you might think you have a case you might think you have all the standing in the world to make your argument you get in the court day two everything falls apart and it's just been so incredible even to see i think the wealth of of lived experiences within the legal team here and seeing what they've seen out there and hearing about it 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 means the world
0: Kareem, I just, I, I want to thank you one for the year. I'm you. I think I, this is the third time I've thanked you because um, we couldn't do this without you. Uh, but also let me just formally extend an offer for you to come back full time when you're done. <laughs> um, I think the survivors have been very fortunate this year um, to have you on staff. And I want to thank you. And I hope that our listeners will get a sense of the soul and the spirit of um, the folks at Child USA. We really do care about the survivors first. So Thank thanks you much. so
1: much. Thank you, and and I'm, I know we'll be talking. So <laughs> <laughs> okay,
0: I'll go.